1: We are talking about the No Labels Movement. You might have heard of it. A collection of people from both sides of the political aisle. And the director of that movement joins us, former Congressman Joe Cunningham. Congressman, good morning.
0: Hey, good morning, Joe. Great to be on here.
1: Now, uh, we've heard of the No Labels Movement. I think most people have... uh, heard of it in passing. Describe to the listeners what this is and what the goal is going forward to 2024.
0: Yeah, of course. So just by way of background, No Labels is a C4 nonprofit. It's been around for about over 12 years. Um, They started the Problem Solvers Caucus in Congress, which is a group of half Dems, half Republicans. Uh, Their mission is to bridge the partisan divide and, and try to bring people towards the center, elected officials and otherwise. And uh, I was a proud member of the Problem Solvers Caucus when I served in Congress. Uh, Every single piece of major bipartisan legislation uh, has had the fingerprints of the Problem Solvers Caucus on it over the last several years. Uh, Here, as of late, though, uh, No Labels has expanded their horizons to look at this presidential election in 2024. And the goal is to... Put together a UD ticket, a bipartisan ticket, Democrat, Republican, or Republican-Democrat, if a couple criteria are met. Number one, if the major nominees are deemed so unacceptable by the majority of Americans. And number two, if polling and data shows that such a, a bipartisan ticket can actually outright win in the Electoral College. And right now, you know, polling and data seems to indicate both of those. Uh, are happening right now, Trump versus Biden being the presumptive nominees. And you've seen the data, I'm sure you talk about it a lot in your show, Joe. How majority of Americans want another choice. So, our goal and our mission is securing ballot access to potentially give voters another choice if that's what they want.
1: You know, uh, speaking of that other choice, and I bring this up a lot, as, as you said, I mean, it is one of the most unpopular choices right, right behind 2016. Um, now, you are a former Democrat congressman. You know, let's just for a second, let me ask you about your party with Joe Biden. Do you think that Democrats should replace Joe Biden in 2024?
0: Well, look, I mean, the, the, numbers, the, the numbers kind of speak to themselves when, as it relates to both presumptive nominees. Seventy percent of the country doesn't want Biden to run. Sixty percent doesn't want Trump to run. Um, I mean, I think I think both both parties are clamoring for something something different. But um, I mean, the, again, going back to the numbers, like the majority of Americans want, just want another choice. And so, look, that's what we're we're focused on providing people. If uh, if the numbers keep up as it is. Now things could shift, things could change, as you know, they, they often do, with polling and data. And in, in reality, we're, you know, an eternity away from next year. But we're taking the necessary steps right now to secure ballot access to make sure that we're ready to launch a unity ticket should we need to.
1: So that was my next question. You, know, you talk about this being around for for 12 years, but it is getting a lot of talk now. And I, I think you hit the nail on the uh, on the head with. It's a very unpopular, the way it's looking, a very unpopular election. Are you, so if I go to the ballot box in 2024, say the standards that you set are are met, will no labels be an actual party on the ballot?
0: We're, what no labels are doing is securing a ballot line that's an offer to a bipartisan ticket, Democrat, Republican, or Republican-Democrat. You know, we view this not so much a party, just more of a movement. I mean, most Americans, Joe, are somewhere near the middle. You I'm here in Charleston, South Carolina. I think the average person is probably, you know, fiscally conservative, um, but somewhat, you know, somewhat maybe a little bit to the left on certain social issues, but more conservative. Um, You know, it varies state by state, but most people are around around the middle. And a lot of those people feel like they don't have a choice this upcoming cycle. So how the timing works out, Joe, is we're looking at Super Tuesday. All right, we have our eyes on Super Tuesday because by then, uh traditionally we know who the uh major party nominees are. Kind of the die as cast by then. No labels have our convention in April twenty twenty four. And so in between those dates, March and April, we're gonna decide whether or not uh we're gonna nominate a ticket and if so, who would be who would be on that ticket? That's kind of the time frame we're looking at. Now,
1: uh, some of the names that are associated or have spoken on behalf of No Labels, uh, Joe Manchin, uh, former Governor uh, Governor Huntsman, I mean, right there is a Democrat-Republican ticket. Are you already thinking of possible candidates? I know uh, Chris Sununu also um, has been mentioned with No Labels. Uh, are these names that are being considered if that 2024 standard is set?
0: Well, we haven't gotten to look at nominees yet, to be honest. Um, yeah, we're still assessing, you know, who these presumptive nominees are going to be, but yeah, you know, we're we're glad to have Senator Manchin and Governor Huntsman uh, kick off our town hall series in New Hampshire a few weeks back, and because they were the original co-chairs for No Labels, so a lot of these people have been associated with this movement for a while, and I think they're starting. You know, it's obviously since the profile of No Labels that people are paying more attention to it now. Um, I think they're starting to do the same as well. So. Uh, but we're going to have a lot of leaders, elected officials. Otherwise, we're going to be uh, coming out at these town halls across the country. And, and look, we're just trying to set the tone and set the example for how Washington, D.C. should operate. Put Democrats and Republicans at the table together. That's what we did at the Problem Solvers Caucus uh, when I served, served on that. And uh, I think it's what the country wants. You know, Joe, you
1: served um, in Congress. You were a Democrat to win a, a conservative district. Uh, wh- where did or when did this division start? I mean, obviously, we've always had our left versus right. I mean, I can think back to the Clinton years, to the Bush years. But when did this just, I, I mean, you've got families that don't talk because of politics anymore. In, in your opinion, when did this div- division start in Washington?
0: I mean, it's. I think it's been going on for a while, but I think it's just gotten progressively worse. Uh, it was bad when I was up there. You know, I came in there with a, uh, a freshman class in, in eighteen elected in eighteen, and Anthony Brindisi is a good friend of mine. Uh, I, think, I think he's on the bench up there in New York now. But I had a lot of people who are willing to work across the aisle. We got some systemic problems in our democracy. Gerrymandering is one of them, and I think it's an incumbent upon both parties. To, you know, condemn it when it happens I know Democrats did a lot of that up in New York And, and got slapped down because of it Lost some seats um, But, you know, that's In my personal opinion, that's caused The, the parties kind of move further to the edges But uh, it, it just seems like It's become more and more divisive And, you know, you need The majority of the country is not The majority of the country is somewhere n- Near the middle, so you need politicians And elected officials, elected officials Who meet them where they are and uh, and not be dragged to the the corners uh, of their you know, of their respective parties, um, and that's what we're, we're trying to tamp down on this this rhetoric, on this divisive rhetoric, and actually provide common sense solutions so that Congress can do their job and government can function properly.
1: You know, it, it seems like you know as you mentioned, there's bipartisan movements all the time. I mean, right here in Buffalo, we just had three. Um, local or in Western New York, sorry, we had three local uh, members of Congress come together to fight the uh, proposed decrease on in-flight training hours. I mean, so y- you do see it if you focus on it, but it seems like if I turn on CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, they're only highlighting the division and very rarely highlighting um, the bipartisan movements.
0: Oh, completely. I mean, it's, it's interesting. I was in a meeting with a couple of members uh they're still on the problem solvers caucus and Democrat or Republican, and they pitched to go on this TV show. I can't remember if it was Fox or CNN and, uh, the producers were like, okay, great. What are you guys going to fight about? And they're like, oh, no, actually we're talking about how we can agree on, uh, you know, whatever issue it was, maybe it's infrastructure deal or a debt ceiling or something. And the producers ultimately canceled them, you know, because it wasn't, it, was, it wasn't promoting that combativeness. So look, there's, it has got progressively worse. There's a lot of things to blame for. Uh, again, the the system itself kind of feeds off of it. But even more so, why well, you need leaders uh, with courage and step up and are willing to reach across the aisle and work together.
1: I've got to ask you about this. Uh, this was brought to my attention, Congressman. I did not go out and find this. This was brought to my attention. I, I thought I would, I would ask you because uh, this is – I want to know your thoughts on this. It's from a a publication called Mother Jones. 1st time hearing of it. Um, Title is No Labels Exposed. Uh, Here's a list of donors funding its effort to disrupt the 2024 election. It pretty much says that your movement is going to help Donald Trump. What do you say to accusations like that?
0: I think they're completely absurd, Joe. Um, I mean, that's just, uh, (laughs) I'd say it's a reach, but it's just false. I voted to impeach President Trump. Uh, and given the opportunity, well, I it again. I, I, I sleep good at night. Um, you know, I think people should be held accountable for their actions. We have people who are joining our movement just uh, last week. Governor Jay Nixon, Democrat from Missouri, uh, Ben Chavis, uh, you know, a civil rights icon. Uh, to the extent that people would try to, to coat this as some something to help Trump, it, it's just ridiculous. And we've been around for over twelve years um, now. Obviously, when you step into presidential politics. You probably put a bigger target on your back, but I'm proud of the work that No Labels has done. Proud of I'm proud of being a member of the Problem Solvers Caucus and the work that they've done and the work they continue to do. Um, you know, look, we're we're just trying to provide more choices. We're trying to give Americans what they want, and some groups are uncomfortable with that. Uh, but but look, we're going to continue to you know cater to the vast majority of Americans. who feel like they don't have a voice or a place to stand because things have gotten so extreme.
1: Well, that was my, my response. I was like, well, uh, Joe Cunningham, former congressman, he's a Democrat, so I, I'm sure he has something to say uh, to that. Uh, looking at your website, you have the Common Sense Policy. The Common Sense Policy, what is that uh, for all of our politics?
0: So I, I encourage listeners, if they want to learn more, go nolabels.org. We have our Common Sense Policy Policy Book. We released that a few weeks ago. And what that is, Joe, is just a, it's a reflection of where the vast majority of Americans are, on uh, even on um, you know divisive issues. Uh, for example, like most Americans agree that we need strong border security, you know, um, and but also most Americans believe that Dreamers, you know, uh, children who have been brought to this country through no fault of their own and oftentimes don't even speak the language from the country in which they came, uh, deserve a pathway to citizenship. So you have you have a strong, disciplined country, but also one that exudes compassion, empathy, uh, especially for children. Now, you know, that's just one example. But throughout that book, you'll find, you know, making sure that America uh, gets its uh, spending under control and we don't pass on an enormous amount of debt to the next generation. A lot of these things are it's called common sense. It's the tip of the hat to Thomas Paine. But it. It, it also just is that it's common sense. It's where most Americans are. And this isn't something. No, labels, no labels viewpoint is this is what the vast majority of Americans uh, want and how they feel about certain issues. And we put it out there hoping that elected officials, you know, present or future will co-opt it. Some of these or all of these or whatever. Um, and and say, look, this is where most of the country is. Why don't we take our country in this direction?
1: You know, uh, Congressman. I, I know. You know, people will call Governor Sununu uh, a rhino. Will we'll, we'll label Republicans as part of this movement as, as never Trumpers, rhinos. Have you been contacted by some of your former colleagues in Congress uh, about you know your movement with no labels and, and maybe saying, "Hey, you want to back down a little bit because of uh, President Joe Biden"? Has any of that happened?
0: No. No. I mean, I mean, look. Um, this is this is true. To who who I was and when I was in Congress, I was the fourth most bipartisan. Um, you know, I think that, um, you know, that most most America is is near the middle, like I said, like I said in the beginning of the interview, and we're just speaking to them. and you know, look, Joe, when the polls show that most Americans don't want to see this rematch, I mean it, the question becomes who's speaking for them and who's giving them another choice? And, and look there's nothing about parties in our constitution. All right, this is not what our founding fathers envisioned. Uh, it, you know, there are no crowns in America. You know, somebody's not just given this this title as president or vice president. Um, you know, they have to be, you know, wanted by the American people to lead this great country. And, again, like, that, no labels are stepping up and filling this void that exists, just like they did by creating the Problem Solvers Caucus. There's nothing else like it, Joe. Like, when I got out there, D.C., you know, I was kind of surprised to find out that there's only really one place – in the Capitol, where you have Democrats and Republicans sitting around a table together regularly exchanging ideas, trying to address the most pressing issues of the nation. Um, no labels was still in that space. And they're continuing to, just this time on a, on a um, presidential level.
1: Yeah, You know, Congressman, it's something we talk about. All the time, uh, or at least I do. I mean, this is just an unpopular matchup, and I, it seems at this point, but as you said, there's plenty of time, both parties are going full steam ahead uh, with uh, with both candidates, but we'll uh, wait and see. Congressman Joe Cunningham, I wanna uh, I, I will obviously reach out, but hopefully we can talk to you again that Sunday following Super Tuesday and see where you guys are when it comes to the 2024 election.
0: Looking forward to it, Joe. Have a great Sunday. I hope hope to speak with you soon. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it.